Genre. Welcome back to the Cornetto Minute, the daily podcast where we investigate the gunfights, car chases, and proper action of Hot Fuzz one minute at a time. I'm Nick Jimenez. I'm Scott Corelli. Today we're about to go off on Minute 87, which begins with Angel discovering the body of Arthur Webley and ends with the trunk or boot of Danny's police car opening. Yes. We have uh, our guest back, uh, Robert Black. Welcome. Thank you for having me. Of course. Uh, so this is uh, th- this this is a, a very very much a low key minute. Not a lot of uh, super exciting stuff. But um, at the top of the minute, we get a few more bodies. We get uh, Arthur Webley, uh, you know, killed for trimming a tree, uh, <laughs> which is which Arthur is, Webley killed for trimming a tree. Sounds like uh, like a nursery rhyme or like some kind of. Local- <laughs> It's true. Like an Edward Gorey yeah. sketch or something. It's true. And he's wearing the outfit that he was wearing uh, when they confiscated all of his his arsenal. Um, so somebody popped out there and, uh, and popped him um, <laughs> uh, right after they left, I guess, with, with the arsenal. Mm-hmm. Uh, which is which is uh, really interesting because yeah, I, what's funny is you would think oh they probably killed him because he was like he was holding on to that like arsenal of weapons, but no, they <laughs> killed him because he trimmed a tree that he shouldn't have. Uh, well, the tree everyone can see; no one can see his guns. That's true. He was he did a good job of of keeping those in the shed. Um, but uh, yeah, that's 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 a bummer. Um, but even more <laughs> even more of a bummer uh, is uh, is is our next guy here. Uh, it's, I, you know, this, this is, this is, is this the most gory of all of the bodies? I feel like it is. I guess so. Yeah. And it's like, why? Yeah. Or is that the body decomposing or is like, is that how he was killed? It looks like he, that's how he was killed. Like his, his like neck is like falling off. Like it's, and he's missing an eye. Like it's messed up. I don't know what they did to the, did to him, but it is messed up. Yeah, do they have like a butcher? Do they have like a dude in the basement that does all? Do they have like an executor? Is it like a Vigo Mortensen? I don't know. Because like know. there's the people that they there's the this feels separate from the accidents. Does that make sense? Yeah, yeah, yeah. it does. Um, and it's and it's weird because like like again, it's it's this weird thing where they act like everything's fine when people do things like steal biscuits uh, from the local local store. But then, you know, Peter Cocker's dead. Uh, yeah, like, so, I feel like I would die just by not knowing the rules. Uh, yeah, right? Yeah. I don't know. I don't, I don't, I don't. They were just so adamant about, like, letting this guy go. But I guess their thought process is like, oh, yeah, no, you let him go. You don't, you don't, you know, create a scene. And then you just kill him later. 
Um, but it's uh, it's it's a real bummer. Uh, you know, I guess it it kind of is a, a fear of mine is like, uh, you know, the lack of outrage mm-hmm. is you know the the idea that like people want to forget or will be like, oh yeah, those kids just disappeared and it's not our problem anymore. Okay, like there actually wouldn't be a level of outrage. Yeah, that one would expect. Like people would care that they're missing. But like, no, they wouldn't, would they? If you yeah. just never talked about it again. Well, I mean, you know, we didn't even talk about this with with the underage drinkers in yesterday's minute. But like, do their parents know what happened? Do their parents know where they are, or that they're even right. dead, or yeah, are they the, just missing? Yeah, like, are they just gonna live in a perpetual state of like, where are my kids, or are they just gonna be, you know, forget about it at Sanford about yeah. it? I don't know. <laughs> The kids are troublemakers. They clearly just yeah. ran away. Yeah. yeah, they clearly just ran away. It's like it's like the adults in Dairy. Yeah, they just don't see it. Yeah. Uh, do you think that the mutil the 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 mutilation of 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 Pete Cocker here? Um, do you guys think that it's supposed to be like a? Um, I don't know if if it was necessarily like an Edgar Wright joke. It might be like a joke being made by the um, like the prop people or whoever whoever did the makeup for this. Or I can't tell if that's actually the actor or if that's just like a dummy. Um, but uh, do you think it's a joke about him being fuck ugly? <laughs> <laughs> oh man. Like, fuck ugly in life. Fuck ugly in death. In death. <laughs> that's funny. Yeah, I, I mean, yeah. You have to assume with this movie, you know, right, right, that everything's a little bit deliberate, right, exactly. Um, yeah, I don't know if that would necessarily be like a piece of direction from Edgar Wright, but it it seems like something that like a prop master or like a makeup person would do, and then be like, ah, oh, yeah, look, I made him really messed up because he's fuck ugly, right? And Edgar well, Wright's like, ah, ha, ha, that's funny. All right, we'll, we'll put that in. <laughs> I like that because it's our favorite thing, which is storytelling through design. And yes, like, absolutely. Yeah, I wonder what. It looks, it's too dark to tell, but it looks like there's something still stuck in his neck. It does. And maybe a there's bit. a specific cause of death we could figure out, but it's just so dark. Yeah. It's just dark enough that you can't really, can't really tell. There, there is a rat on his head, though. Yeah. Um, which is, uh, you know, maybe, Adorable. uh, maybe, maybe that's rat damage. <laughs> maybe that's maybe I love that. You know what that is? Yeah, the maybe eye socket could be rat damage. Yeah, maybe that's Man. not. Maybe that wasn't his cause of death. Maybe this rat is just like going to town on this body. Can that be the name of the episode? Rat damage. Oh yeah, for sure. <laughs> rat damage. Sounds like a ska band. <laughs> it does. Rat damage. <laughs> you know the oh. ska song about their band that everyone had. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, and then we, uh, we get our first look at, uh, the previous sergeant with the great, yeah, the big, great bushy big bushy beard. beard. Yeah. And he definitely had a great big bushy beard. Yeah. Like uh, kind of, kind of what you were just talking about, like a joke, like when was the last time, like, uh, uh, the special effects department for a movie got to make a visual joke, right? <laughs> it's true. Like, yeah. You're going to make a dead body, but like the point is that they're going to laugh at the fact that this like mummy has a great big bushy beard. Mm-hmm. When was the last time that we like we ever saw like a like a corpse? Because I mean, you see you see like uh, decomposed corpses a lot with like long hair, you know, because of like, sure. like oh yeah, the hair keeps growing after you die or whatever. Yeah, Regina so, Specter. 
Right, right, right. So you have like really like you'll see like these dead bodies with really long hair in horror movies a lot, but like you know what you never see are are beards. Uh, beards on dead on 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 decomposing corpses like that's not a thing that you ever see in stuff. Sure. Um, so it is very off-putting. I'll be honest. Uh, it's very off-putting. Like his open maw with the beard is. It's a lot. It's a lot to handle. Um, it's like a David Letterman mummy. Yeah. <laughs> it is. You're right. Uh. Yeah. It's uh. It's it's a lot. It's a lot. Um. It's just so like goof, goofy. I, I think it's like it's the commitment I think that makes it funny. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because like yeah, like Nick's like Nicholas's horror is is played straight the whole time. Yeah, it's also the beard is just so big even for a police officer. Yeah, not just a corpse, right? Like <laughs> like that would look crazy for like a ga- like a gangs of New York era police officer. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It would it would look weird on a police officer in like an old mountain town, <laughs> you know. He looks like a prospector. Yeah, like he looks like Tim, uh, uh, the Kingpin, Vincent D'Onofrio in Magnificent Seven. Oh yeah, for sure. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, he was yeah. crazy. <laughs> um. Anyway, that's uh, that's that's quite something, and and I do I love the. You know, just like this, this inane line full of of heart and humor and goofiness, and then they just completely turn it on its head by making it horrific, mm-hmm. uh, by by like revealing an extra layer to the great big bushy beard on a corpse that they <laughs> of a person that they killed and <laughs> threw down in the catacombs. Um, it's uh, it's pretty, it's pretty horrific. Mm-hmm. Um, and then we get our final body. <laughs> Uh, which has to be the biggest laugh because like the thing about the living statue is that like this guy is obviously not dead. Like this is the most, (laughs) this is the most (laughs) Mel Brooksian part of this whole thing. This is like like, something out of space balls. This isn't even good Mel Brooks. I was going to say this, this is like now a like scary movie. Yeah. Like this is the broadest joke. I think in all three Cornetto movies (laughs) where it's like, yeah, just, goofy it's like yeah yeah because it'd be one thing if he was if he obviously had like a like a life ending injury and was more of a corpse but like this dude is clearly alive yeah yeah like he is not hanging out in the catacombs being a living statue (laughs) it's uh and i think and it's it's a big laugh i think and when you see it because it's, it's also a moment of relief yeah, for sure. It's it's the movie telling you, it's like the movie winking at you. It's like, hey, it's fine. It's okay. Yeah, well, you can still it's, laugh. It's not all going to be doom and gloom. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I love the script says he's frozen in a final expression of terror. <laughs> yeah, it does. This doesn't look like terror. This looks yeah. like mild surprise. This looks like it's the same expression that he had on the street. It's almost as if he. They killed him and he never moved. Like he never He's broke so character. He's so good at it. Yeah, he continued. He, he, he just the never broke character. The ultimate mime flex. He's like, "No, I am a statue. Like I can die without moving." You didn't kill a man, you killed a mime. <laughs> you killed a statue. <laughs> I was never alive. Or they, or they didn't even kill him. They just put him down here and he's just continuing. Actually, okay, if that's the case, that's really funny. 
Like they just moved him down here like a like a like a like a like a bad piece of decoration, like a yeah. like a tacky piece of decoration they wanted to remove from the town. Like the Phantom he doesn't know town. it's Angel in here. He just knows someone's in here. So I'll oh. be still. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's he's like uh, he's like the angels in Doctor Who. <laughs> oh yeah. <laughs> <laughs> when you look at him, he has to freeze. <laughs> oh man. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah, I mean, I guess, I guess with with explanations like that, I do like this joke better. It's just without the explanation, <laughs> it's just so over the top silly that uh, it doesn't quite work for me um, until I until I talk it through, and then and now we have like some good stuff that I, yeah. I like. It's like a wet hot American summer joke. It is. <laughs> yeah, it absolutely is. Um, but uh, anyway, yeah, oh, the living statue. Um, he, uh, not so the, the, the dead, the dead statue. Is that what you, is that how you would the dying it? statue, the dying statue in a perpetual state of, of dying in the process wow. of dying. Um, yeah. And then, uh, so what do you, what do we think these catacombs were? Like, I guess this is probably just a staple in Europe, right? Like these kinds of catacombs. Oh, sure. Well, the, the ruins above are like a church or something, aren't they? Right. Yeah, right. They're above so, the church, so this is just the church catacombs. That's why the, some of the skeletons are just obviously really old. Mm-hmm. Oh, okay. So, so they've just been there. This is just where the church have always buried their yeah their secrets. Okay. All right. Well, can't have a church uh, without secrets. There's a there's a locked door uh, that is uh, you know like a jail cell door, which is uh, interesting, but I also assume is uh, uh, typical of these sorts of things. Mm-hmm. Um, certainly doesn't seem out of place. Uh, and then he, uh, he crawls out of there and, uh, is instantly surrounded in a, a scene that is, um, while, uh, not recalling this particular film, uh, it's like calling forward to, uh, some great scenes in, uh, John Wick. <laughs> it's very it's, it's very it's very similar like they didn't know that that was what they were doing obviously because the movie didn't exist but uh it does it does remind me of like the the the, the some really good uh scenes in in john wick with mm-hmm. um uh people fighting in that uh whatever that area is in the park where they're always meeting yeah yeah i feel like john um, wick 2 in particular had a lot of catacomb action yeah that, that's true there were a lot of uh catacombs in because he was in europe yeah. So yeah, catacombs. Um, and there's also uh, uh, let's see. So there's there's yeah there's like the, the the this catacomb like meeting place in like the first John Wick right like the or not the catacomb but like the um the this sort of like whatever you call this thing I don't know what you call this the overpass thing mm-hmm. with the with the pillars. Um, but then there's also that in um, Mission Impossible Rogue Nation right. Doesn't uh doesn't uh uh Rebecca Ferguson fight a guy in there in like a, in a Oh thing that's like true, that? she does, yeah. 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 So a lot of uh European uh like underpass pillar things <laughs> where people fight. <laughs> um there's uh it's it's in action movies. That's I think that's interesting. But like I don't think at this point. So is it's like Hot Fuzz did it first and then the action films uh, that came out afterward, like actually followed suit. So I think that that's a, it's a weird, uh, uh, I don't know. I think it's a weird uh, uh, order of operations here um, where 
it seems like Hot Fuzz almost created a thing that became a trope later. I think that's interesting. Sort of a pre-calling. Yeah, yeah. Um, and then uh, Nicholas Angel gets stabbed by Danny, and it is almost a moment, another moment of alleviation for the audience, like a little, like a, like a climax, because it's like, well, he's not dead, mm-hmm. so it's like, well, okay, something's up. There's yeah. a twist. There's a twist coming. It's a moment of release. Oh, you think so? Okay. I don't know because it's like I remember as a kid watching that and being like, okay, some okay. Great. Yeah. I don't I don't know. I don't remember what it was like watching this the first time, but I, I feel like I can imagine a world where I thought this like this wasn't the end of the movie, that something else was gonna happen, but that like wow, that's that's crazy that they, they killed they killed Nicholas Angel. Oh man. Yeah. It it goes with the brainwashing thing. Like now he they'd have him captive for some reason and he'd have to break uh Oh, okay. Daddy's yeah. Brainwashing. Yeah. Yeah, that's true. Oh man, they go full Stepford Wives, and he becomes like an active member of society. Or it's like more—it's more Indiana Jones. It's like short round. Oh, he has to oh wake nice. Up yeah, yeah, that's true. Uh, I, uh, I, I, I also um, I like how Danny has set up this scenario where he can stab him in the chest by putting his notebook in his pocket with the ketchup packet. Mm -hmm. Um, And, you know, he really sells it by like stabbing him hard. And I am, I am impressed that he felt so confident to do that with the understanding that the notebook would be thick enough to take the stabbing. Mm -hmm. Well, it's more than just the notebook. Oh yeah. Well, the, in the script, it says it's the notebook. We don't see that. It, and we just have to remember it. They specifically talked about the fact that Angel wears his stab vest all the time. Oh. Oh, nice. Good call. The, the bigger question I have is, why does the knife stay in place? Well, because it's, it's like it's being held by the note, the notebook, right? Right, which we don't see. Right, we right. But we, we saw him in the when he met him up at the at the where he was attacked in his hotel room and Danny comes in and is like, What happened to your plant? He he uh he goes to leave and then Danny's like, Wait, he forgot something and then that's he hands him the notebook and puts it in his pocket. Right. Um so so like that's that's the setup for this moment. Uh so we do know that the notebook is in the pocket. Um if you're but it's a obviously it's not a it's not an overt thing. It's a very uh, subtle uh, setup, but uh, yeah, it's interesting. Um, and interesting internet side note: uh, because I looked up stab vests, my Facebook ads today were for Kevlar vests. Oh, yeah, cool. that'll that. happen. <laughs> <sighs> Thanks, Zucks. And then we get some really cool. Yeah, fuck you, Zucks. We get we get some cool, <laughs> uh, like red, kind of almost pre baby driver car lighting yeah for sure there's definitely a lot of baby driver in this section for sure um i also like the total blackout uh yeah the transition from the robe yeah yeah it's nice yeah you need it it's like a moment of breath after all of this craziness yeah and speaking of like the 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 hood um, the hooded blackness or whatever. I love the foreground silhouettes of the of the hoodies, like sort of standing around this like columned area. Um, I think it's uh, it's really subtle and like off putting and cool. I like it a lot. Yeah. Um, 
But, Critics uh, are calling hot fuzz subtle, off-putting, and cool. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Uh yeah, and I just uh you know it's 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 some good um it's some good like driving direction. It's very um I guess like Lynchian, I suppose, like this mm. this bit here with the especially in the next minute with like the is that the next minute or maybe it's the one minute after that, but like with the dotted line, like the road the road lines and stuff like that feels very Lynchian to me. Um, I mean, obviously there's some James Cameron there too. Cause he loves yeah, that as well. Lines Cameron. Yeah. But, but I do, I do remember like, um, is it, is it lost highway? What is, I forget which there's like a David Lynch one where they're like on a road trip. Right. Or like lost uh, highway. What? Honest, like that is yeah. lost highway. Okay. Yeah. yeah. So there, I think there's, there's stuff like that in lost highway. Um, and that's probably what I'm, what I'm thinking of, but, uh, uh, yeah, I don't know. Interesting. Um, generally, uh, I just, I really, I really like it. And I really, I, I also, you know, again, going back to the, to the stabbing, I really like how, um, Nicholas sort of puts it all together instantly. Like he gets stabbed, realizes that he's not actually stabbed, but there's quote unquote blood. And so he's like, Oh, okay. I see what's happening. And he doesn't let that realization cross his face. He just goes along with it. Um, yeah, and it's it's really good. He trusts that Danny has his back, which is yeah, uh, yeah. In really retrospect, cool. yeah, it really is like a moment of trust between them. Yeah, for sure. Of just like realization and trust, you know, of just like, oh, okay, you're you're still Danny. It's mm-hmm. okay. Um, and uh, yeah, it's good. It's really good. It means he let he let Danny. Do you think Danny put him in the trunk, or do you think Lurch did? I don't know. I feel like I feel like I don't know if Danny's strong enough to like carry Nicholas mm-hmm. over to his car and put him in a trunk. Drag maybe, but I don't know. I don't know if he could pick him up and put him in there. I'm not sure. That's what lurches there for. Yeah, exactly. That's what lurches are for. <laughs> lurches. That's what lurches for. <laughs> <laughs> Oh man. Uh yeah, I think that's I think that's pretty much it. I mean, yeah. I don't know I don't know what else there is to say about this. It's sort of a it's a very low transition minute. minute. Yeah, it is very much a transitioning minute for sure. Um a really nice transition, but uh transition nevertheless. Mm-hmm. But uh com slash amazon everybody. Yeah, our uh, Amazon affiliate link. Uh, yeah. I, I'll real talk right before we started recording. I typed in the word Jar Jar Binks in Amazon and just, uh, just gave it a look-see. Uh, I didn't buy anything, <laughs> but I, um, I just wanted to see what kind of Jar Jar Binks stuff was on, uh, was on Amazon. Cause I just, you know, I mean, I'm into this, uh, Renaissance, this Phantom Menace Renaissance. The, the Menaissance? The Menaissance, if you will. The, yeah. The Phantom Menaissance. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Used to thinking we're going to die. <laughs> so yeah but uh if you want to go to duelinggenre.com slash amazon star it save it and uh anytime you're on amazon and you uh, buy anything on that that website <laughs> uh we get a little bit it helps us out it helps yeah. us so if you're gonna do it you know just save that link forget about it and uh help us out yeah absolutely that's duelinggenre.com slash amazon and we will be back tomorrow with minute 88 for the greater good the greater good yeah.